Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Hello and good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for being here again with me. And if you are brand new, welcome. Hello. Thank you for being here, and I hope that you enjoy this podcast. So today, we're just going to dive right into the topic, which is going to be about manuals. In my Becoming Her program, which you can learn a little bit more about if you stick around to the very end of this podcast, I now have a little announcement at the end that allows you to learn more about that program. But in my Becoming Her program, I recently taught more in depth about manuals and what they are and how they serve us and the meaning behind it. And I think that it's something that would also be good to teach to my podcast listeners, even if it is just um, a little bit more of a quick run through, because we do tend to get very frustrated with people when they are not following our quote unquote manuals. And if you don't know what that is, you might feel like you're racking your brain trying to figure out why it is that you feel so frustrated with certain people in your life. So we're just going to dive in and briefly talk about that today on the podcast. And if you have questions, you're more than welcome to reach out to me on one of my social media platforms. You know, Instagram is at Macy Renee underscore. Facebook is Macy Renee. And then, of course, I you can always check out my website and get more information on anything at MacyRenee.com. So let's dive in, shall we? Okay, a manual. I learned about this years ago, early on in my coaching business, and I thought it was brilliant for understanding myself and differences that I was having with other people. So a manual, theoretically, right, it's not like a literal thing that we have built into our brain, but theoretically speaking, it is like a huge book that that is held inside of your mind, your processing system, your brain, however you want to think of it. It's this huge book. And in this manual, it contains everything you think is right, everything that you think is wrong, everything that you believe in, things that serve you, things that do not feel like they serve you. It is your book of beliefs. A manual is really like your book of beliefs. Now, the funny thing is that you have a manual, I have a manual, everybody in the world has their own manual. And this manual also contains how we believe people should act, think, speak, behave, feel, all of the things. It's like this manual is where we go to when someone is not acting the way that we think that they should or or speaking the way that we think that they should or thinking the way that they should, right? It's what a lot of times creates our uh, separation, which also comes into some ego work. So make sure you listen to one of my episodes about ego. 
um, if you're confused about what that means in depth. But this is what a manual is. It's really like how we believe other people should think, act, feel, talk, all of all of the things. And we have this set of rules in our manual um, that we believe people should follow. And the reason that we have those rules, it's, it's a lot of times the beliefs that we find important and things, again, that serve us. So when other people break these quote-unquote rules, we can become extremely, extremely frustrated with them because we believe that everyone should know automatically how to follow our manual. We think that everyone should just be aware of what is in our manual and they should act accordingly without us having to tell them. So this is another reason why we become frustrated because it's like, why do you not know this? Like, don't you know me? Like, this is a rule, you know? Without saying that, that's how we feel. We're like, this is our rule. Of course you should act this way. Of course you should think this way. Of course you should feel this way. Of course you should say this thing this way. This is my internal rule book. This is the way that I operate and I would feel better if you would also operate this way for me, okay? That's what a manual is. That's why we become very frustrated with other people when their manual is different than ours. So I'm gonna give you a very easy example of this. Manuals. There are some people that have a manual around arriving on time. There are some people that have a manual around arriving early. And there are some people in life that have a manual around arriving late. If you are someone that arrives early, this means that your thoughts, your principles behind time is that you show up a few minutes, you know, maybe even an hour early for whatever it is that you're going to do. If you have a manual around being right on time, this means that you like to make sure you're right on time for any event that's going on in life. And if you're someone that has a manual about being late, you roll in whenever you feel like it and you probably are like, hey, everybody already knows that I'm going to be 20 minutes late or I'm going to be 40 minutes late or they should tell me to get there an hour early to make sure that I arrive maybe on time because I always run late. Your manual is a lot of times what you do, what you believe in, how you act, what your view of the world is, right? Like what your patterns, your routines and what your routines are. That's your manual. So in terms of time, I am someone that personally I like to be early for things if not right on time, but most of the time I like to be early. I think I got that from my great grandpa who was military um, and maybe even my papa who was not military, but really likes to leave early to make sure he's on time. He used to always tell me as a kid, like you always leave early because if something happens, like you get a flat tire or your car breaks down or there's traffic or there's a wreck that holds you up, like you want to make sure that you're still on time and that you're honoring your word. And so I was taught really that being early 
um, was a practice that you would put in place to make sure that you were able to honor your word of being there on time should something go wrong. That was kind of the thought process. For my opa, it was like, no, in the military, if they say three o'clock, you better be there by three o'clock. And that's that's kind of the system I adopted, I think, because I tend to also be someone that has anxiety and gets anxious. So if I know that a party is starting at 7 p.m., I'm usually rolling in by 6.45 because I don't want to have to battle other people for parking. I don't want to have to freak out internally about where to park or where to go. Like maybe if I've never been to that location or that home before, I'm kind of uneasy about, you know, the area. Like, am I going to go to the right door? Are we going to be able to see their address clearly? Like this is the thoughts of an anxious person. <laughs> am I going to be able to see their address on the house if it's dark? Um, but this is, so this is my manual. My manual is that you arrive early or on time. And I would say this is different for a lot of people that I'm very close friends with or even my husband. My husband's manual is definitely you always arrive late. If someone's party is seven, he's going to be there probably at 7.02 if I'm on his back about it. But if I'm not on his back about it, he's probably not going to get there until 7.30, 7.40, maybe even 8 or 8.15 which drives me up the mother effing wall. <laughs> I will just say, and this is why we're talking about this, because this is the epitome of manuals, okay? My manual is that you arrive early. That makes me feel better. That's what I think is correct. It's what I believe is right. It makes things a lot less agitating. Like you get there early. If something goes wrong, you have extra time to be there. You're honoring your word and being there at the time that the person set. Like there's just a whole lot of thoughts and beliefs that go into why this is a part of my manual. But my husband also has a lot of beliefs around his manual and why you don't show up on time and why it's okay to be late and I'm not kidding you that we will drive separate to events because I want to be there a few minutes early and I know that he's going to be late and I cannot take it so this is another thing this is a part like the second part of the work okay a lot of times what we do if we're if we're not aware of like our emotional intelligence, if we're not aware of how to set boundaries and if we are just kind of someone that falls victim to a lot of our emotions and how other people behave, then when our manuals don't match up, we're going to be very, very upset. And this is what will cause a lot of tension in relationships. It's what will cause a lot of fighting. Um, it'll kind of be like, why are you always this way? And then the the respondent is like, I'm always like I've always been this way why can't you just get that in your head and then the other person is like well you need to change and you know it just becomes like this cycle of I need you to be this certain way so that I feel better that's another piece of manuals that it's very tricky and complicated at times it's like we want the other person to change simply to make ourselves feel better. So the only reason I would really want my husband to also be early is because that would make me feel better. And it would make him feel better if I could just be okay with being late, okay? 
So it's this tricky thing where if we're not very aware of emotions and how to navigate that and how to really work through that and even understand that our brain operates in the form of manuals, then we can get in a lot of ugly arguments with other people about you're just not like me and you just don't agree with me and you just like I can't be around you because we think way too different or we believe very differently. And this is where emotional intelligence comes in of really being able to control your emotional um, internal energy and your mindset when it comes to dealing with other people who do not have the same manual as you. So going back to this, we used to have arguments about this. Like prior to personal development for me and coaching, it was very frustrating for me. Like some days it still is and I have to really get into we have different manuals on what we think is okay. Like if something starts at noon, I want you there at 11.55, you know? And if you're not going to be on time, I would really enjoy a text message stating, hey, I'm going to be five minutes late, 10 minutes late, 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late. And then for me, the situation is diffused immediately, just FYI. So this is another thing in my manual, right? Like if you're going to be late, that's fine. I can be forgiving of that. But please send me a text message letting me know so that I'm not just sitting there. And this is where boundaries can come in because Again, going back to that emotional intelligence of making sure that you're able to respond in a mature fashion, but also, you know, create an expectation so that you're not always frustrated with your friend or your significant other. It's like being able to create healthy boundaries, even with the manuals, because wanting someone to change who they are, like you, you don't want anybody trying to change who you are. But a boundary can be very helpful because it's not saying you need to change in order for us to coexist. It's saying that I have this manual, I have this rule book, I have this thing that is really important for me to follow in my life. And this is a boundary that I would like to put in place so that way if this boundary is broken, 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 (laughs) I can give myself permission to leave or permission to whatever the permission is. So for this example, let's say that two friends are going to go to lunch and you have one friend that has a manual of wanting to be early and you have another friend that has a manual of always being late. And let's say they're supposed to meet at three o'clock for lunch and the friend that's always early gets there at 245. They're 15 minutes early for lunch. The friend that's late doesn't roll in until about 330. And that friend that got there early is fuming. So much so that they can't really even enjoy lunch because they're just so upset with this friend that's late that they're very, very frustrated. And the friend that's late, let's just pretend that they didn't send a text. They didn't let, you know, that friend know that they were going to be late. They just, in their manual, they're like, I'm just always late. That's just who I am. So that's what it is, right? And so this friend that gets there early is like, what in the world? I've been waiting for you forever. I'm starving. I didn't even know that you were coming. And then you do show up, but it's way late. Like I almost left. I didn't even hear from you. You didn't call. You didn't text me. I think that's extremely rude. And the friend that's always late is like, girl, you know, I'm always late. You know, 
know that I like, you know, I was coming. I never stand people up. Maybe they have an, a manual. I never stand people up, but I am always late. And so the work here would be to set a boundary, set a very powerful boundary for that friend that's early, right? Of, hey, like, listen, I love you. You know, I love you. That's why we have lunch. I love setting up lunch. I love talking to you. But if lunch is set for three o'clock, I'm typically early and I know that you typically run late. So here's the deal. I would really enjoy a text message telling me that you're late or if you do not, I'm just going to think that you're not coming and I'm going to leave. And you have to be very clear with that person and be like, listen, if you're not, if you don't text me to let me know that you're late and you're later than 315, I'm leaving, you know, or you're more than 15 minutes late, I'm leaving. And you have to be able to say that to them directly so that they understand your boundary at that point okay you can't just make a boundary in your head like next time they show up 30 minutes late I'm gonna be gone and never tell them that to where you leave the next time they're late and they're like what the frick like where is she you know they have no idea that they've even done anything wrong because you didn't set that boundary directly to them to where they could shake their head and nod yes girl I understand or whatever okay this is importance of boundaries if you if you've never listened to my episode on for the love of boundaries make sure that you go do that it's very early on in the podcast it's one of the first episodes that I recorded but in this situation you would want to say girl I love having lunch with you I really do but you know, I always get here early and I do get a little bit frustrated when people are late, especially if they do not text me. So if you're ever going to be more than 15 minutes late, I would really appreciate a text. Otherwise, I'm just going to leave 15 minutes into the time that you're supposed to be here. And they need to be able to really hear you and, you know, nod and say, yes, girl, I understand. I, I, I understand. So that way, the next time you set lunch at 3 o'clock or whatever time it is, if it rolls around being 3.15, 3.16, 3.17, you've now left to honor your boundary, right? If they haven't texted you, you've left. And if they arrive at 3.30 wondering where you're, where you're at, you can say, I left. I let you know that if you were going to be more than 15 minutes late without a text message that I was going to leave because you have a manual around your time, what you think is respectful, what you think is disrespectful, just like they have a manual on their time. They may not think being late is disrespectful. And it doesn't mean that they have to change who they are. And it doesn't mean that you have to change who you are. It means that when our manuals are different in life, we have to be open to seeing that and put things in to practice that allow us to coexist as who we are without needing other people to necessarily change. Putting a thing such as a boundary in place is saying, I see you for your manual, but I also have mine, which is your book of beliefs and thoughts and how people should act and think and feel and all of the things, right? I have beliefs about this. And so if we're like, I'm not expecting you to change, but I will have to set a boundary in place to protect myself, my energy, my time, because blah, blah, blah. That's where boundaries come in, in this instant. So your manual really comes in as a self-serving mindset and belief for how you feel that other people should act. And it all comes down to what makes you feel good and what makes you feel better. 
So it's like when people are early like me, I feel better. And when people aren't early like me, I start to have some thoughts about it. (laughs) I start to get frustrated and I might start to feel some negativity and I might think things like they're disrespectful or they don't respect my time. And if I'm not addressing that, if I don't have the emotional intelligence to address that, and I'm just letting myself be bothered and I'm not really focused on, you know, this is who they are, this is their manual and we have different beliefs, then that's where wedges get drawn in a relationship. It's like kind of the wedge gets put into the relationship and it becomes difficult to coexist with that other person. But if instead I'm like, you know what, this is who they are, I'm aware of my own manuals, I'm aware that this is a different belief system this is a different way that I think people should act think and feel and behave and so if this really 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 bothers me and I'm not able to get over it it's not that I have to completely ignore this person or you know keep them out of my life it's that I need to be willing to set them down and have a boundary of this is what I expect or this is what I prefer like when we set a lunch date for example whatever and If you're going to be late, that's okay. I still love you, but I also want you to know that I have other things that I would like to be doing too with my time, so I'm going to leave if you don't text me and let me know that you're late. Or if you're you're always going to be late, like, you know, I want an estimated time of arrival or whatever it is. It doesn't have to just be around time. It doesn't just have to be around lunch dates. It can be anything. Think of the differences between you and other individuals, right? Especially on like kind of a minor scale when just little things bother you like you don't load the dishwasher the way that I like you to load the dishwasher or you don't park close enough the way that I want you to park close enough and someone else has a manual for parking far away because they don't want their car dinged and you're frustrated with them because they park far away and you would park closer and now you're in like this little stupid argument about what you think they should do and you want them to change because it would make you feel better. That's an, another example of a manual, right? You want them to load the dishwasher the way that you would load it because that's your manual. You want people to automatically say, it's okay that you're upset. You know, you're allowed to feel what you feel because that's how you would do it. Whereas if they respond like, I don't understand why you're upset. I don't understand why you're crying. And then you spaz out because you feel misunderstood It's because you have a different manual for how you respond to emotions versus them. They have a different response for how they respond to emotions. And a lot of times we are trying to change other people so that they fit our manual so that we feel better. And you have to have very strong emotional intelligence to be able to move through this. So if you want to work on this more, I encourage you to just stick around a few extra seconds at the ending. Listen to Becoming Her. In this coaching container, it's lifetime. Once you make the investment, you have access to it for a lifetime. I'm in there talking about all the topics you hear on this podcast and more. I give you two coaching calls, one-on-one coaching calls with me for 30 minutes apiece per month. It is where my business is transitioning, just to give you an FYI, that everything that I do as a coach from a group standpoint will always be in becoming her because I want to build this to be a very large community of women that are all focused on becoming their highest self, becoming 
her, the woman that has it all, can do it all, has strong emotional intelligence, understands how to do the inner work, self-mastery. That's what becoming her is really about, is self-mastery so that you can go out and create the life that you want because you know how to handle yourself in every situation that comes your way. So I have such a big dream of this being a huge community one day with hundreds if not thousands of women and I, I initially launched it in January and I was kind of in this place trying to figure out what do I want this to be? How do I want this to be? And so there were a few women that got in and I've been making adjustments pretty much ever since. You know, even throughout COVID, it was like, what do I want? How do I want this group to be? How do I want my business to look? And what I've decided is I want all of the things that I offer um, to my groups, like formerly it was Inner Mastery, my money mindset course, I'm going to put all of those teachings in Becoming Her. Everything that I do and coach when it comes to group teachings will be in Becoming Her. So you can either work with me one of two ways, one-on-one coaching where you hire me for three months, six months, or 12 months, or Becoming Her where you get in a community where I'm teaching money, mindset mastery, inner work, energy, everything that you're learning on the podcast and you get me twice a month for one-on-one 30-minute phone calls each and that'll be, you know, I plan to keep that around until maybe the group grows so entirely big that that just becomes out of my ability to give that kind of time, right? Especially if I have a lot of one-on-one clients as well but that's kind of the direction that my business is going and I thought that I would Go ahead and talk about that on the podcast because I do get questions about how can I work with you and that's kind of the direction that I'm going. You can either work with me in becoming her where you're learning it all and you know we're building this big group and community of women all working on self-mastery or you can work on with me individually one-on-one where you have my undivided attention weekly for 60 minutes every single week. So it just kind of depends if you're looking for a coach and you're looking for more personal development in your life and learning true self-mastery of how to be in charge of you and your emotions and everything going on so that you can go in the world and create all the things that you want then maybe one of those two ways is for you. So if not, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you love the free content given on the podcast. And if you have any questions, remember you can reach out to me. I will see you all next week. Have a good week, you guys. Hey girl, did you know there's a place for you to continue this work outside of the podcast? Well, there is, and it's called Becoming Her. This is my online and ongoing coaching container for self-mastery. Everything takes place online and is the best value for your investment if you're wanting to work with me. This is for women that want to create lasting change by learning how to master themselves, their energy, their mindset, and how to do the deep inner work. It's a growing community where you're supported for life. With live online trainings, access to all previously recorded content, and two one-on-one coaching calls with me per month. It's an investment where you can rest assured you'll have everything you need at your fingertips and where there's one primary goal, becoming your highest self. If this has been something you're looking for, join us and be a part of the growth. You can find out more information on MacyRenee.com.